Welcome to Rough Girl Turned Redeemed, a podcast where real, raw, and relevant truths on faith, marriage, and motherhood are discussed. I'm your host, Stephanie Holbrook, just another Rough Girl Turned Redeemed. Let's jump in. Hey, ladies. Welcome to the very first Rough Girl Turned Redeemed. I'm so excited to have you all back. Um, This used to be Confiding Confidently. Now we're Rough Girl Turned Redeemed. For our very first episode, I am sharing this lovely lady who is also a pug lover. Um, You may hear him snoring in the background because he is amazing. Um, But Mel from Mel's Minute. If you haven't given her a like and a follow on Facebook, I highly encourage you to do that. Mel's Minute. She is going to be sharing a little bit about um, her ministry uh, and what it's like being a mother and a missionary with a son that has a disability. So I, I hope you find this as encouraging as I did. So let's go ahead and jump in. So I'm going to try and take a stab at your last name. So Melissa, we just went over this. We just went over this. Bjorgen, is that right? Yep, Melissa Bjorgen, right. And But I, a lot of people call me Mel, too, so. Gotcha. Because you have Mel's Minute, correct? That's right, I do. Uh, tell tell our listeners a little bit about what you do over at Mel's Minute because I personally I love it I love how just encouraging and uplifting but not only that but you also teach on there Uh, so tell tell our listeners a little bit about what you do over at Mel's Minute well uh, Mel's Minute was kind of uh, Mel's Minute kind of started out as a need for myself to get back into the word I was doing some mission work in Belize, Central America. And then my husband and I had to leave that country. And then we uh, were living in Mexico. However, Mexico, there's a huge language barrier and we had to learn how to speak Spanish. And uh, Mm -hmm. in Belize, I was doing a lot of teaching and I was in the word every single day. And in Mexico, I, I had a really difficult time. I was working with a lot of children with disabilities over there. And I came to a point where I was in a real faith crisis situation. And I truly believe that what um, propelled that forward is that I wasn't in God's word and I wasn't praying. And um, Mm -hmm. so I began Mel's Minute for me to encourage me to stay in God's word because I knew if I was encouraging other people to be in God's word, then I would have to stay in God's word too. And so I just uh, go on there. I do a live about every other day and talk about God's word and things that I'm passionate about and what I want people to know and just encourage them. Yes. And I I love how you said you took that seriously. Like, okay, if I'm going to get on here, I'm going to share God's word. I've got to be in God's word. That is so important. I think a lot of the teachers that we have out, you know, in this world right now, a lot of them don't, don't do that. You know, they, they kind of forget. Um, but I love how you said that because I too, I also am, um, I'm part of a, a Facebook ministry for women, uh, brave and beautiful mamas. And that was something that all of us leaders in that group say, like, 
being a speaker in that little ministry, like it totally holds you accountable. It holds you accountable because not only are you, you know, doing it for yourself, but you, I mean, you're responsible for what you share with these ladies and we don't take that lightly at all. Um, now, I, not only do you have Mel's Minute, but you also have, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but Wantos in Esperanza. Is that correct? Okay. Um, that's called, it's called Juntos in Esperanza. So that is yeah, a... Yeah, see? I butchered it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Um, so that ministry began in Mexico. My husband and I began it. Uh, it is a support group for parents who have children with special needs because we have a child with a special need. Our son Malachi has uh, what's called spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. And um, what we noticed in Mexico was that there was some support for children with disabilities and some programs for them, but there was nothing for the parents. And uh, the parents, they're trying to, in sometimes very extreme um, poverty, trying to keep these children alive, and they need that support. Bless you. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Malachi's, uh, what is it called? Cerebral palsy. Yes, disability. Yes, but the, uh, oh, the word escapes me. What he's been diagnosed, that's the word I'm looking for, his diagnosis. What is different with that? Because I heard cerebral palsy in there, but there was there's more to it. So how is, how does, how is that different from cerebral palsy? Um. Well, the main thing that he the main thing that he does have is um, cerebral palsy, and then the the spastic mm-hmm. quadriplegic cerebral palsy defines kind of defines a cerebral palsy. Although anybody, any child that has cerebral palsy, uh, no child is the same because CP is brain yeah. damage, and um, when brain damage occurs, it occurs in different areas of the brain and affects. Um, affects children in different ways. So um, in his case, he is considered a quadriplegic because uh, the brain damage affects all of his limbs, Mm -hmm. his entire body. Now, when when did y'all get that diagnosis? When we were uh, missionaries in Belize, Malachi was nine months and he wasn't hitting any of his milestones physically. So uh, we decided uh, that it was time to take him back to the States and get him checked out. Mm-hmm. We weren't able to do hey, that. A little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. We weren't able to do that in Belize because um, the whole country had one MRI machine and it was broken. <laughs> what? Oh, the whole entire country? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. We we really take things for granted over here in the States. Because, I mean, yeah. it's almost like you can go to any state or any city and there's an MRI machine yes. in the States. Yes. Wow. Wow. The whole country. Wow. So, tell me this. What what was what was your faith like in, in those moments? Can we visit that just for a minute? Because I've got some listeners who... who are facing their own diagnosis with, with their children, whether it be autism or 
you know, different learning disabilities and things like that. So tell me what, what did faith look like at that diagnosis? Um, so I'm going to uh, try to explain this, you know, as succinctly as I possibly can, because it really is a huge mm -hmm. long story. But uh, when, when my husband and I were living in Belize, absolutely everything that you could possibly imagine that could go wrong went wrong from illnesses to natural disasters to the birth of my son um, to problems uh, within our team. And uh, so we were already in a very fragile state at that time. And when um, uh, around that time, it was almost time for us to go back on furlough, to go back on home assignment uh, to the United States. We only had about six months left, I think, because we do four-year terms on the field. Um, and so it was time for us to go back to on home assignment. And um, then we decided to get Malachi checked out right away. And when, and I think our minds were, we're almost home. This is, uh, we're on the home stretch. Nothing bad can happen to us now. We have seen it all. Oh, We've been through it all. There is nothing more that can touch us that we haven't been through. And um, then I received Malachi's diagnosis and I, I shut down, to be honest. Um, yeah. Emotionally, in my relationship with God, um, I wasn't angry with God, but I was so disappointed. You know, here, mm -hmm. here God was, he was my friend. He was supposed to be my friend. He, he had gotten us through. We had seen huge miracles in Belize. And, uh, and we had seen impossible things happen. Uh, and, and yet lots of tragedy. But he had brought us through. And we were almost there. <laughs> and then this happened, this diagnosis with my son. Um, so I went through a period of time, probably about a month, where I completely ignored God. I completely shut him out of my life. It's not, it wasn't the, I'm definitely not proud that that's the route I decided to take. Um, but in that moment, I, I felt like, um, like I couldn't face him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, there, there's no shame in that because I mean, how often do we do it with our own parents or we do it with our own, like our own children to do it to us, you know, and, but that just shows that God's love for you and your family is just, it, it's un taintable like no matter what we do or how we pull away God still comes after us and he still loves us even though you know we kind of draw back um but what I love so much though is that God didn't just or and and you too like you and God y'all didn't allow that just to be just the end like okay well Malachi you know he has this disability okay that's that's the end of that like y'all took that and you're like okay what can we do with this and then y'all started your your ministry in Mexico 
Yes. And that was, I think, when, after about my month-long ignoring of God, when God just, it was a, when he brought to my remembrance this time that before Malachi's diagnosis that I was walking down the village where we were ministering in and something, I don't remember what it was, but something had happened that I was really disappointed that I hadn't exhibited enough faith in God. I had told, I had asked God, I said, God, you, you test me. The next time something happens, I am going to show that I have faith in you and I'm going to trust you. And the next thing that happened was receiving my son's diagnosis. And uh, mm-hmm. God reminded, brought, brought that instance to remembrance. I had forgotten totally. And so that's kind of what brought, that is what brought me out of, of me ignoring God, thinking, all right, God, I'm, even though I feel like did this disappointment, I'm going to, I'm going to turn to you and I'm going to be a faithful follower of you. And this isn't going to go to waste. And, um, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so we returned, we had to return because uh, as I, I said before, Belize wasn't, is not the country to be able to handle that, that kind of profound disability. Although there are children there with it, uh, it wouldn't have been safe for us to stay. And uh, so when we talked to our mission board, we felt like God was still saying, go, go, go. And people are people were telling us to stop. This is the end of the road. Return home. It's time for you to come home now that your son, you know, has been diagnosed. But God never told us that it was time to go. And we found Mexico and we went to a big city where they have... um, schools and medical facilities to hand, uh, to be able to handle Malachi. And I just thought, I just knew that God wanted us to use what he had, had given us and my son. And that's why, Amen. that's how we began Juntos en Esperanza, together in hope. I love it. Yes, I love it. And, and you know what? It just, honestly, it just puts a fire in me because it's like, here you are. You know, you you have the son with the disability, but you don't like you don't let that stop stop you. And, and not only is that just a light to people who who look into y'all's lives and see y'all still serving God, still being servants, and and, and pouring love into uh, a different community now. But it's just my thing is is like what what a a, a picture uh, of Christ. For Malachi, you know, like just because he has this disability, he's still reaching people with the gospel. Like it didn't just stop. Like it just kept going, you know, like y'all's love for people. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's honestly, it's so amazing. Now, let me ask you this. I know. So Malachi is the baby. Am I correct? He's, he's the youngest, right? Yes. He's seven. And so you had, okay. And you've got two older girls, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I have an uh, nine-year-old and an almost 11-year-old. Bless it. So tell me, how, like as a family, because I know y'all are doing this as a family, what do your girls think of it all? Because I'm sure like mommy is like super woman in their eyes. Because I know, I, I mean, you're pretty much super woman in my eyes right now. <laughs> so tell me, what what do your girls think about it? Oh, my, uh, 
to them, I think mommy's mom. (laughs) (laughs) To my oldest girl, my oldest girl has, she has always, you know, I think everybody has that one child that is, is in tune with the Lord from at, from a very young age. And that's my oldest child. She has a sensitivity to spiritual things. And um, she is the one that is watching and learning. My my other daughter, Ellis, she's she's all over the place. She needs some prayers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I feel about my youngest daughter, Margaret. <laughs> But I love her, of course, you know. But what I love oh, about Elle is that she she just believes in God. Yeah. Um, Evangeline, my oldest, has all the questions. But Ellis just takes it and she just believes it. Um, but Evangeline has this servant's heart. And she uh, loves to be a part of Juntos en Esperanza. So... What we're doing, kind of how we left it, because we did end up leaving Mexico, and I'll, I'll tell you about that in a little uh, later. But uh, we were able, God gave us uh, a couple that was a Christian in Mexico uh, to take over the ministry. And so they have, and they're doing an excellent job. They have taken over this ministry. They have loved on the women. And John and I, my husband and I, work from here from the United States and bring uh, a team once a summer for a special needs kind of vacation Bible school. And then about every other year or about every three years, we do what we call a Noche noche de Gala, which is a uh, kind of like uh, a ball for families with children with special needs so yeah and um and my daughters love being a part of it however on another hand Malachi my son is their totally their brother you know they love him and hate him (laughs) yeah yes yes oh yes do I know I've got I've got three girls and one little boy Mm mm-hmm I, you know, the thing is, is that I think sometimes we as, as uh, adults think and look at children as maybe naturally compassionate human beings or naturally pure. And that's not true. (laughs) I found out that's not true at all. Born sinners. And compassion is something that is a taught behavior and I've had to really teach them how to be compassionate to their brother and um, so they're they're learning some really good lessons and some tough lessons too because it's not easy to be a, a sibling to a child with a disability they have to help me out a lot mm-hmm. and they do absolutely well, Mel, let me ask you this. Is there anything as a mother with a child with a disability that you really want other people to know? I guess the one thing that just really sticks out in the front of your mind, like if you could tell complete strangers one thing 
about being a parent with a disability or uh, being a parent to a child with a disability, what, what would that thing be? Oh, oh, there's so many things that I would say. (laughs) So let me try to think about, um, one, I would say, I'd say from a completely vulnerable place, uh, are you talking about me speaking to another parent with a child with a disability or me speaking to the general public? Let's do both. Let's do both because we have both, both of those listeners here. So be as vulnerable as you're comfortable. This is just real, raw, relevant truths for, for women. So whatever you feel comfortable sharing, go for it, babe. Okay. Well, I, for someone who doesn't have a child with a disability, I would say that we're struggling. And we're, we're struggling every day. And we, we need somebody to just reach out and it doesn't have to be big. Just give us a hug. Uh, yeah. Come over and fold some laundry. <laughs> or make yeah. a meal. <laughs> I know that there, I know, I understand because in, in different ways, I go through that as well. When I see somebody in need, I don't know how to, to help them meet that need. Um, or I don't even know if they need help. Because uh, we're on the outside looking in, but we're we're struggling. But we also, if we're Christians, we love Jesus, and we're just trying to do the very, very best that we can, like everybody, as mothers. But most of us are grieving all the time, and uh, it's not that we don't have that joy in the Lord, because that is what is take, getting us through. That joy in God is what is pushing us through day after day. Uh, But we're also really hurting inside. And uh, I would encourage you, if you know a mom who has a child with a disability, don't be afraid to reach out because we really need it. Um, And also to uh, parents and moms out there who do have a child with a disability, I just want to, I want to meet you there and I want to say, I know. I know what you're going through. I know that it's tough. I know it's difficult. I know your heart is hurting. I know it's crying. I know that there are moments in the day, if you're like me, where you just want to throw a plate and hear it smash up against up against the wall. But God is so much greater than all of that anger, than all of that grief. He is offers us so much joy and completeness and he's there even though it doesn't feel like he's there mom he is there and uh i would just encourage you to be in the word as much as you possibly can and to stay day after day after day in in that mindset that um that god loves you and allow god's gospel to minister to your heart every day that's so important for us to remind ourselves the sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross for us, because that really is the soothing balm for our hearts. Oh, Mel, that's so beautiful. I loved all of it. Absolutely. I totally agree. You know, and like you said, a lot of times we, we look, we're looking in, we're on the outside looking in, like you said, and it's, 
a little overwhelming and a little, you know, you get a little insecure because you're just, you're unsure. Like what, what can I do? But the thing that came to mind when you said that is just err on the side of love, you know, just, just err on the side of love. Like just reach out. The worst she can say is, is, you know, no, thank you, you know? And, and, but then you've, you've still, you've done your part. And not only that, even if she says no, you've opened a door. Like when, when, a time comes where she does feel overwhelmed or, or, or alone. She can remember that time where you reached out and, and maybe in that moment, she'll reach back out to you, you know? Right. And I and just, I, I love that so much. Yeah. It's like, it, it, I think it's too that, yes, we do need help as moms with um, children with special needs. However, we want help too. Um, I, Absolutely. I see, Everybody is struggling. (laughs) Yes, you ain't never lied. (laughs) Everybody's struggling just because I have a child with a disability. And yes, it is. It does make that home life a little bit more heightened and and, and tough to to be a care, a constant caretaker to someone that's a quadriplegic. So I acknowledge that. But I also know that everybody Every mom is struggling and, and I want to help those moms too. So, um, making meals for each other, uh, being with each other when times are tough. And I think that there's sometimes people that, that don't want to bother me because they feel like my plate is already full, but I want to be bothered. I want them to tell me what they need to. Um, so on the other hand, we need help, but we also want to help. So don't be afraid to ask for it from us either. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause we all want to like, it can almost be isolating. I mean, what I'm hearing you say is, is, you know, cause people, like you said, people don't want to want to bother you. They don't want to put more on your plate. It can be isolated. And, and the whole time you're like, no, I, I want to be a part of something bigger than than just yes that I have in my in my home I want to reach more people I want to help I want to be involved and I love that and and we see that you've done that you've done that girl you have done that (laughs) and and, but we we have and I'm I'm, I can't even say it the the place that the ministry in Mexico because I'm not even gonna try and say it because I'm gonna mess it up (laughs) together in hope juntos en esperanza Gotcha. Okay. Together and hope. I love that. Okay. So tell, you said a, a minute ago, you said we're, we'll, we'll swing back around to that. So what was it that we were going to swing back to? Oh, yes. Okay. Just a, a little side note. Sometimes when God says it's time to go, it's time to go. And <laughs> we, we, we came to a point where uh, Malachi was getting heavier and bigger. We weren't able to easily get equipment in Mexico, uh, great medical care. I think that's a misconception, but we have a great medical care, had a good medical team, but our emotional needs, uh, were lacking because of the language barrier. Um, and we wanted for him to advance more in school and he was refusing to speak Spanish. So he wasn't able to do that. Anyway, uh, he had a couple of surgeries in Mexico And after his first surgery, God told me, it's time, it's okay to leave the mission field now. And uh, now he didn't tell my husband as quickly. (laughs) 
he, he told I me. I it always works, girl. I done learned that. I, I'll be hearing stuff first before my husband ever hears. <laughs> he, he, he told me first, and then I had to sit back and wait and let God speak to my husband in his own time. Mm-hmm. But um, when God releases releases you, he releases you. And we went through a difficult time in that feeling like, I guess, a little bit like failures. But in the in in all of that, in all the conclusion is that it was time for us to leave. God told us to leave and anything less would be have been disobedience. So um, now we're here. We do miss being on the mission field, but we have a different a different path now and uh, moving forward with Melsman and all that God has for me over there and also helping plant a church here in uh, where I live in Columbus and being involved in other things in different ways and still being involved in Together in Hope in Mexico, but uh, in a completely different way. So it's it's been a big so blessing. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I love it. It's so beautiful. Honestly, it's so beautiful. Like just your story and, and your faith and, Oh, I can't wait to see what else God's going to do. <laughs> but Mel, I thank you so much for being on. Y'all, please, if you if you haven't, go over, follow and like Mel's Minute on Facebook. Absolutely amazing, encouraging words. Uh, Mel, is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners? Nope, I think, um, no, I think that's it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Mel. <laughs> thank you. ladies. I hope y'all got as much encouragement out of Mel and her time with us as I did. I hope to see y'all back next Tuesday for another wonderful episode of Rough Girl Turned Redeemed.